When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yes. Yes. The streak continues. It's January 12th, 2024, and you are listening to The Tim McKernan Show from the Longo Big Studios. Jackson Burkett, Tim McKernan with you. Here we are on a Friday in which we thought the QFTA daily streak would come to an end because of Jackson. But in reality, the streak continues. Feeling good, Tim. Feeling great. You're heading to Memphis. Yeah, heading to Memphis, but glad to get in one more daily QFTA. Keep the streak alive. You know, I, I apologized yesterday oh that gosh. I was going to end the streak. And I won't uh, rescind the apology because the premise stays the same. I still have to leave at 1230. But it's passive aggressive to me. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to rescind yeah. the apology because of it. But I'm just I'm glad that we're able to do it today. I'm glad. Well, it's glorious, and we welcome people to, uh, to send in their questions at tmckernan at insidestl.com anytime. So if you're not able to watch live, which is the vast majority of people, just email in and you can podcast the thing, tmckernan at insidestl.com. I was uh, meeting with the great Tommy Matter of uh, our, uh, I guess the official title is, what do, what do you think his title is? Uh Program director? No, but it's not. That's what I would have thought, too. But it's like operations, which I guess okay. means program. But then there's like a bunch of stuff, too. Yeah, there's... I don't know what that stuff is. Probably includes production, yeah. traffic, kind of overseeing all of the on-air stuff and everything around it. And at one point, and it wasn't the point of the meeting, but just he said something like, yeah, you always want to do more and work, and you think I think you're crazy, but whatever, you, you do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> And my wife's like, what are you doing with that? And I go, I don't know. I like doing it. I really obviously do because we don't need to be doing it. And I like that people are getting on board. So here we are. There have been eight business days in 2024, and all eight we have had a QFTA. We are off on Monday, TMA, balloon party. I would still do a QFTA. I don't know what you got going. You might be spending some time with your friend at a fetter. I don't know. I'm pretty available. Mm, doesn't sound like you want to do it. Which is fine. I don't care. Whatever. And then uh, we're back uh, in the studio on Tuesday, right? Yes. Yes, we are. And you're going somewhere at the end of January. Uh, yeah, start of February 1st and 2nd, I'll be out. I'm going to a bachelor party in Scottsdale, Arizona. Put the heat up on you. Mm, bad boys, bad boys. You're telling me, man. Expensive What's on the boys. itinerary? Uh, golf, for sure. Playing uh, TPC, Champions Course, out there lot but uh we'll probably do a big dinner probably do a little bottle service action it's gonna be a good weekend never first bachelor party of my life wow never been on one 
I Many was, more coming here over the next four years. No doubt. I was a groomsman at my brother's wedding, but I was only like 14 at the time. Probably couldn't really experience it all. Right. So I, I did not go to that. But this is my first, this is really like my first close friend getting married. Uh, I have had two bachelor parties, but really the second one, we all went to Chicago, including Doug and producer Joe. That's when producer Joe called into the, I guess it was a gay talk like show. Bears. Yeah, Twinks Up, Bears Down, yeah. while driving Doug and maybe the Nonling. Nice. Because Plowhawk wouldn't have been around. This was 2011. Plowhawk wasn't on until 2014, celebrating his 10th anniversary coming up. You were like four. <laughs> Who else on the program? I don't think Iggy was there, but he wasn't on the show. Anyway, so we, we got a rooftop across from Wrigley Field. 2011, it is like, well, oh, the Cardinals suck. No point in watching the game. And then two months later, they win the World Series. Um, but in 2004, when I was married, uh, my first marriage, uh, Jackson was married for four years, no children, but the bachelor party was in Las Vegas. It's still known as the desert death march. Uh, people nearly passed on and I found myself with the sun rising at what is now it's gone. I mean, I guess it's there, but it's not the hard rock, but as you've seen as an Entourage fan, that was the place for a time. That yeah. was a moment in time, yeah. and it was. Yeah. By the end, it was kind of sad. But in that time in the aughts, that was the place. What a scene it was. And uh, we were off, off times at the Spearmint Rhino. This was a long haul. I mean, it was like five nights. I mean, when you look back on it, God almighty, like the guys who were there and the stuff that was going on. <sighs> but I was, you know what I was hopped up on? Video P. <laughs> That's more dangerous than any narcotic. Oh, I wish there was a way, and maybe there is a way, to look back and see how much money I lost. Mm, on Video P? On Video P, losing hundreds and hundreds, and then eventually, and this is 2004. As we know now, I am so rich. Right, right. Flush. Thank you. And liquid. Very liquid. But that was a different time. And I think, I guess I can say it now. I think I may have lost $5,000. Holy shit. Holy shit. I don't know because obviously I'm, the sun would rise like over the, like one of the exits of the hard rock, which was a circle, was facing the east Mm -hmm. and it'd pop up over the mountains in Las Vegas and and there's nothing, I think, maybe there are things worse, nothing worse than you're by yourself on your bachelor party losing so much money and so degenned out <laughs> that you're not walking out of the stag bar with the sun rising. Right. You're at a video poker machine. Are those on the those are on the casino floor, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Now it might have only been a couple thousand and felt like 5,000, I bet I could get, I th- would think I would be able to go to my bank and say, hey, can we pull up the account from May of 2004 and just see how many ATM hits? I can't, I can't imagine. I don't know I'm thinking about it. Either way, listen, I want to make this clear. I did, I'm sure some people are like, holy shit. Well, you should be. <laughs> but it, I don't know. It was, it was definitely more than $2,000. I'll put it that way. Yeah. On video P. On video P. Yeah, it's like one thing if it's like, I know what it would be. 
craps or something? I'd, I'd feel better, less bad, if it were poker. Mm-hmm. You know, but video P. Yeah. Oh. Do you think part of that being 2004, so pretty early into internet and rise of technology, that you were less dubious of what could be done with tech, like video? I'll tell you exactly what happened. Okay. 2003, one of the finest nights of my life, still to this date. I uh, would play Deuces Wild, Video P, just like all the great gamblers. Phil Ivey, video poker player. Mm-hmm. And I hit four deuces, which paid on whatever I was play- paying, playing $2,000. Just like that, just boom. Oh, here's $2,000. And at that time, still a lot of money, but that time it was like $50,000 yeah. to me. And then the last... Who I was with, and I went to the Spearmint Rhino. Okay. Yep. The Spearmint Rhino at that time was not what the Spearmint Rhino became. I still I don't know if it's still what it is. We're having a wonderful evening. All of a sudden, just out of nowhere, got two thousand dollars cash in our pocket. In our, I don't know, early thirties, whatever the hell it was. Either way, we're young and we're free, and we've got cash money. And we get into the cab, and she wants to go to a stag bar, too. And we say to the cab driver, what would be a good stag bar to go to? And he goes, well, the one that we think is the best for the locals is Spearmint Rhino. But, you know, tourists like to go to X, Y, and Z. Well, now all the tourists go to Spearmint Rhino. At least they did. I don't know if it's still the case. I haven't been hitting stag bars in Las Vegas for a while. And we go there, and a beautiful, and it was like a Monday or Tuesday night, beautiful dancer, falls in love with my significant other. My significant other is a fan of hers, and off we go. Mm. And it's a magical, magical evening. So what I think, Jackson, is ah. I got my first taste of white up my nostril. Yeah. Yeah. And I was track. chasing that high, yeah, man. Yeah, man. even though I'm by myself at 7 a.m. on the casino floor of the Hard Rock, mm. losing. Mm. I have another question. I'll take your questions. It is questions from the audience. What do you think got you into poker originally? Was it the film Rounders, or was it like the rise, like Chris Moneymaker and the rise of Aaron that poker? What, what, like, originally got you into it? Wow, what a great question. Thank you. Uh, I had no interest in it. I remember I would see it occasionally on ESPN in 2003 and 2004, and be like, why? they showing this shit and you know if you don't know the game and you just see like cards and clubs spades hearts diamonds you're just like fuck off just move on and i was playing golf that time i was a golf addict Mm -hmm. and i was playing with my buddy and he goes you ever watch poker on espn i go yeah blow past it if i see it because you ought to create an account on poker stars and i'm just like why would i do that i could pit we were playing norwood Mm -hmm. I think the 18th on the East Course, if memory serves, I'm walking up. So when I drive past there, I'm like, boy, that's where it all started. Uh, and then I went up to Fenway for the World Series, and we were exhausted because the Cardinals and Astros went seven games. By the time we got there, the team was tired. Everybody covered them were tired. Nothing to do. So it's like a Friday, Saturday night in Fenway or in Boston. I'm just in my hotel room. 
And I was like, I guess I'll create an account. Oh, God, give me that back. (laughs) Now, again, I made money, but the time it cost, the the relationship, not just with my wife, uh, it was a negative. With friends, I'm sure it was a negative, not because I'm like, don't bother me, I'm playing poker. It's just like, I don't want to do anything else. All I want to do is play poker. As to the why, that's how it happened. But why I got so into it, I have no idea. My theory is I must have won relatively big early, which was a mathematical phenomenon because I was a bad player. Then I kind of, I don't want to say I figured the game out, but I got profitable. Still not great, but profitable. But it took a few years to get there. And again, a lot of money lost. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear that. I can yeah. understand that. But I know you say, like, take me back. I wish I'd never you know, signed up for it. But don't you th- think you could credit some of your, the way you approach business or going about business to poker and the analytics side and yes, the game I, theory? Yes, absolutely. In the process. Like, yeah. you can kind of go, okay, that didn't work out, but we didn't fuck it up. Right. Or I didn't fuck it up. When there are things that I fucked up, I go, that bothers me. Even if it wins, like, so when I, I told the story a week or two ago when somebody was asking about entrepreneurial questions, and I said, I put my house up in 2013 to start CBS Sports 920. That was so fucking stupid. It wound up working, but that's results-oriented. I really should have lost my house. That's insane. Right. And again, I'm nearly 40 when I'm doing that. I'm 36. I mean, what the fuck? I was telling my wife, we were driving down to the event I made reference to, which was a great event last night. Um, and, uh, and I don't know how the topic came up. God. Oh, yeah, I wish I would have told this on TMA today. I'm so... Like, do you have moments yet in your life, and hopefully you do, and then hopefully you won't going forward, where you think about it and go, oh, fuck. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Do you care to share? Or is that, and it's fine if you don't. Okay, I respect that. I really do. No. I'm fine with them, with sharing them. Um, and I didn't even think about it. Like, this is, like, so... When I say I hear the morning grind stuff, I'm not like, I hear it often. And I just go, oh, my God. How did Martin and the cat not go to management, go, get this fucking guy out of here? You know, he's just a... Well, this was before that. So we're going to... I'm doing the show with Frank Cusimano. It's 2003, and for whatever reason, Anna Marie and I last night are on our way down to the Missouri Athletic Club downtown. That's why I started talking about this, and I hadn't thought about it in forever. And I don't think I've ever told this story. It's so fucking embarrassing. It's so like, oh, God. Like, part of me doesn't want to tell it, but whatever. When I was doing the show with Frank, I think on Thursdays, and I don't know why, but he would do the show from the MAC. Hell, he might still do it. I'd have no idea. And I would always wear a hat. Now, I had had hair, but I always would wear a hat. And at the MAC, and I don't know if they still have this policy, you don't wear a hat in, like, a certain dining area, which is quite standard for, like, when you play golf. You take a hat off at a lot of places. Not every place. And some people go, fuck that, that's arrogant. But that's the policy, and you just respect the policy. I'm doing the show with Frank. It's absolutely Frank Cusimano's show, period. I'm just like, you know, I'm slap dick. (laughs) I'm Andy Richter. And furthermore, my dad, and I think this is relevant to the story, is the general sales manager. And so how this all played out makes me cringe even more. So the guy in charge, 
like I, it's like I want to revisit this with Frank. Like I don't want to revisit it, but I almost need to therapeutically revisit it with Frank. The guy in charge says, hey, we need you to take your hat off. And for whatever reason, you know, I take offense to it. <laughs> and I just want to like, just I, I just want to like, because if, if, well, let me finish. And so like, it got to a point where I'm just like, I'm not going to do the show from the MAC. So Frank would do the show from the MAC, and I would stay back in Webster and do the show. Like I'm fucking, you know, Howard Stern. <laughs> and I'm slapdick co-host. Like if that would have happened when I was in charge of 920, or if one of my sons did that in 20 years, I would have them up against the wall and go, you motherfucker, <laughs> you're going to take your hat off, you're going to apologize to the manager, and you're going to sit there and do your fucking job. Mm -hmm. And I think of that, and I go, oh, my God, what an asshole. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. And I was telling my wife that as we were driving down there last night, and she's like, God. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. And I'm like, I'm sure, like, for me, I know how much I've changed. But at the same time, like, I'm sure Frank, and the reason why I bring up the fact that my dad's a general sales manager, like, in my mind, I know, I mean, it doesn't matter. People still will say, oh, you got your job. I mean, if you really think, like, I'm here because of my dad, I, God help you. What a wonderful thing that you really think that, but whatever. But then I can understand you thinking that because it's way back when. Right, right, right. Now, I didn't get hired there until I had worked at KMOV for two years. But either way, and now kind of knowing dynamics of radio stations, in our case here in this building, Keith Krause is our director of sales. And John Kiowski, like I've, Kiowski's the head coach, and Tommy Mattern is the offensive coordinator, and Keith Krause is the defensive coordinator. That's the way I would like try to c convey the structure to the audience, who obviously isn't as familiar with this stuff as we are. And so if Keith had a son who's 25, 26, and kind of decided he wasn't going to do something, all of us internally would go, okay, well, we got, we're not going to say anything because right. it's Keith's son. Right. And I'm sure that's what Frank was doing. Because if I was just like a guy, Frank would have said, hey, you know, take your hat off and do the show. Otherwise, I'm going to find somebody else to do the show with me. Right. And I think back on, and that's the thing, there are these moments from the aughts, not from the 80s or 90s, and not from the teens, but from the aughts, both personally and professionally, where I go, oh, like I don't, like I need like the uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Mm -hmm. I need that procedure to erase <laughs> them from, yeah. from my memory because I'm so embarrassed by it. Yeah. Holy shit. You don't seem as, you, you're not as, like I'm so disgusted by this and I hadn't thought about it in so long. Like don't you think that's the most fucked up thing? Like seriously, like, Fuck that guy. Like, if that guy worked in another market and we didn't know him, but we heard about him, we were like, fuck that guy. Well, that guy's me. Yeah, it would be like a, a moment you're like, oh, I mean, come on. Dude, just take the hat off and yeah. we can do the show. And, and then if they would have fired me, I would have gone, don't blame you. Like, I look at it now. Now, back then, I would have like, what are you doing firing me? But now, yeah, like, well, fuck him. Fire him. Fuck him. And I wouldn't hire him either. Yeah, it would definitely be like, you'd be like, you'd see him and be like, okay, you know. You want to do the show from there and Frank's cool with it? Okay, but you'd know that. It would just be like something right. like, that's, I'm not going to forget that one. Yeah. That's tough. God. Oh. Yeah, so I'm sure in the back of Frank's mind, even though it's been 21 years, he still remembers 
he's doing the show on remote, never says a word to me about it. It's just like, okay, yeah, of course you're going to be back there. And just, <laughs> But he still looks at me in part as the guy who wouldn't take his hat off and then refuse to do the show with him. And I can't blame him for that. Because, yeah. I mean, I know, I know, at least I say, but I personally think I've changed substantially. Like, can you imagine me doing that now? I mean, like, it makes you, like, like you involuntary, like, yeah, that, choked. That, but, that, but that was that. And it, it's like, that's still, like, my career in St. Louis is now approaching 25 years. And that's part of yeah. the career. Like, it's like, this just, just fucking asshole. Yeah, it's one thing if it's, like, an established radio event has been doing it forever, and it's like they wear a hat. But like, even then, though, oh yeah, even you know? then they would be like, "What the fuck?" But they'd be like, "Okay, like this guy's been doing it forever, like whatever." Yeah, what was but like twenty six. Yeah, younger cat, like someone my age doing something like that. Oh my, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, tough. "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, and especially since you like had hair, like you do the show now. Sometimes I think no it was hat. probably because I would get up right before the show started. The show started at nine, but because my sleep schedule was so fucked up. Like, I wasn't going to, like, comb my hair, uh, I guess. I don't know. I yeah. Because I'm sitting there going, why would it matter? But, I mean, I, I sometimes do this, this show without a hat on. I don't, yeah. But I, I don't, I'm trying to figure that out. Right. But it's like, you asked me to take a hat off, and all of a sudden it became like this. Yeah, like, you know. I'm not moving off. I'm not budging right, on this one. yeah. Like, if it was this, a principal is, thing, I'd be like. It's just an asshole thing. <laughs> this is the policy. Like, it's, you know, I walk into a, a place where I'm playing golf, and they want you to take the hat off. Like, okay, fine, whatever. Is it outdated, whatever? But that's their play. It's a private business. That's what they want. Fine. If yeah. I'm going to be here, then that's the deal. Yeah. I might like it. I might not, whatever. But I respect it. And here I am. What the fuck? And how much other stuff like that have I blocked out? Mm, yeah. Oh. Well, it's healthy to look back on that with nah. remorse like that. Yeah. It'd be, it would be the opposite of healthy to be like, I still won't take my goddamn oh, hat off. God. I, oh, my God. I don't know, but then I, like, for real, I was thinking about it now having two sons, and like I said, I mean, if you're a sportscaster, you view it, you know, this business like Chris Rock does with the stripper pole for daughters. I don't want my boys to get into this. But for the sake of the conversation, if one of them did, and I hear that one of them did that shit, <laughs> I'm dead serious. I would have them up against the wall. Yeah. You could take your fucking hat off. You're going to walk up to the guy in charge and apologize, and you're going to do the fucking show. Yeah, yeah. If not, stay the fuck away. Yeah, yeah. that's probably the only way to handle it. And I'm sure, knowing my dad, he didn't know a damn thing about this. Right. Because I, he would have had me up against the wall. I was wall. About to say, I was like, I can't imagine Senior would have been like oh, thrilled to hear about God, something like that. yeah. Holy shit. And then, so here, here's another one. I was telling Anna Marie this last night, too. So the Blues are playing the Canucks. This is 2000, boy, 2003. Also, it was the best year. I had the best uh, best moment. You said was it was one of the great. I mean, for yeah. real, because that girl was so hot, and they were <laughs> like, they were like, it was, it wasn't like, okay, we'll amuse dumb shit paying us a few hundred dollars, not us, me a few hundred dollars. They were into each other, yeah. and that's you know that that's the thing I need. That's your and she was so hot, and the whole thing was like. They just discovered they really liked it, and I'm just, like, the happiest fucking... I really was. It's your rosebud. God. So two months before then, though, once again, <laughs> I'm too big of a star. <laughs> but it really was, I didn't want to get up. I think we can trace everything back to I didn't want to get up. So the Blues are playing the Canucks in uh, the playoffs, a team that a lot of those guys viewed as one of their best teams at that time, and they were up 3-1. 
in the series, and then they wound up getting they all got sick and lost the next three and lost. And that. I think that was a year where the Red Wings and the Avalanche lost in the first round. It was kind of random, whatever. Anyway. So I'm on the road, and we would fly with the Blues, and KMOV would pay for the hotel. But either way, I mean, you know, I'm 25 or 6, and I'm flying on a, you know, chartered flight to Vancouver. Yeah. You know, things could be worse. For sure. Working in my hometown and with the TV and the radio money, making, you know, a nice living, certainly. But not, like, crazy, but nice. Either way, do your fucking job, asshole. <laughs> and so I'm on the morning show, I guess, before I was working with Frank. Yeah, it had to be. Um, so that switch was, I guess, about to happen. And they sold the call-in from the Blues playoffs for me to do and call in. And I'm like, it's 5.30 in Vancouver. And they're like, yeah. Well, you we're not asking you to do the show. We're asking you to call in and go back to bed. Yeah. Well, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. You said, I'm not doing it. And I did not do it. And here is the thing to the credit of the salesperson. To the credit of the salesperson, again, my dad's the general sales manager. Now, if my dad knew about it, he would have been the first one to have me up again. Probably would have said, You're fired. Get the fuck out of here. But because of the situation, I'm sure people weren't running to him. But to the credit of the salesperson, I can't, like, want to get him on too. <laughs> This is like, just, I need to have this therapeutically. Uh, he gets me in the, what, what, you were never in that, no, because there was no way. I don't know when the last time KF and us was there, this bank vault, which is where Martin Kilcoin nearly physically assaulted Jason Barrett in 2006, uh, where a lot of KF and us meetings would take place. That's where my dad would hold the sales meetings. You had to be in there by 7.30. If not, he would lock the door. Mm. So if you didn't, if you, 7.31, door is locked, you're out. So the sales staff had to be there at 7.30. That was the deal. I can't imagine how much they hated it. But they sold the shit out of the station, right. which is why those guys from Atlanta bought it for $13 million. But either way, uh, the sales guy, you know, so somebody who works for my dad, asks me to meet him in the vault, which is the, the conference room, but it's a bank vault. It's an old bank building. And he basically lays into me about not doing it. And then I'm sure I was like, well, KMOV's paying for my hotel, not KFNS, so therefore KMOV, you know, I'm making just, bullshit up right, right. in reality i just didn't want to get up yeah but like he's like that's just bullshit that's not how you act it's not how you work mm -hmm. i sold that we lost money because you wouldn't do it and i'm just like i look back on that now more than two decades later i'm like number one good for him yeah. for doing it number two what balls <laughs> with the benefit of hindsight because he didn't know i mean i know i know my dad and i know my dad would have gone fuck off get out of here right you know we don't need this shit but what if it's like a dad who's like, well, my boy can do no wrong. You don't talk to my boy like that. You don't know that. Right. Um, God. And I thought, and I, and I look back, and I'm like, that guy's the hero. Yeah. Because it took balls to, you know, this punk <laughs> and go, hey, asshole, do your job. Get out of bed. I sold it. Holy shit. And that's another moment where I think about it. I go, oh, that's, that's my, it's, I sometimes will have a physical reaction. No one will be around, and I'll think of something I did in the aughts, and I go, oh. Yeah, I have the same thing. You have it happen. I have, some will come in my head, and I have, it's like a knee-jerk reaction. I say, I must have learned from succession. I go, fuck off. That's, yeah. That's what I do. I go, fuck off. I'm like, I got to stop myself. God, I'd be it. curious what it is, for you especially. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's very little moments that's like, 
probably I'm stressing over nothing. But yeah, sometimes things like that will pop in my mind. Uh, sometimes yeah. it happens on when Facebook memories pop up. I'm like, oh, oh yeah oh god yeah. yeah i'm like oh fuck off. yes yeah oh absolutely yeah. yeah like i saw one this morning just landed in st louis back to work <laughs> it's like fuck off <laughs> like people are waiting like the pope has arrived hashtag rise i mean I go, go beyond 1380 big day everybody's back <laughs> fuck off <laughs> who the fuck are you but i swear to you i sit here and i go God, in 20 years, am I going to be like, oh, my God, I don't, I really, because I don't look back at things in, like, the teens mm -hmm. and go, oh, I, I don't know. Right. So right. I feel pretty good about that. But the aughts, I go, oh, and it's not like, oh, that motherfucker. It's this motherfucker. <laughs> it's not like I'm like that motherfucker of anything. I'm like, oh, my God, Martin and the cat, I need to write him a letter. <laughs> you know, Frank Cusimano, need to write him a letter. Whoever that guy was at the MAC, need to write him a letter. Yeah. Jesus, Mary, and, and the thing is, it's not like I was drinking or on drugs. It was just an asshole, just a genetic asshole. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I need to wrap it up. You got to go. Yeah, I can get. I got four minutes. Okay, I'll read the YouTube comments. Carl Pelker leads things off. How does he? How does he do it? How is he always the leadoff guy? Unless, uh, probably has notifications on. Oh, there you go. Good for him. Cutting edge. <laughs> uh, nothing better than five hours of Tim and Jackson on a Friday. That's from White Boy's Stinky Finger. You've been emailing into the show a good amount. Uh, okay, Tim. This is a. This is FedEx Colton. I warned you in balloon party of my message, so with what we have seen about the Oregon coach reporting the Flyers issue with Hayes, even after being called out, the Flyers reporter like double and triple down on his option but still refuses to cite his sources protection to them. Is this just bad journalism? I want a QFT answer. No, that's, that's right. That's right. You don't name your source. Uh, which I realize to people who aren't in this business, they go, no, but you don't. You go You go to jail yeah. to protect your source. People yeah. have gone to jail to protect their we source. We talked about the newsroom on TMA that today. Is, that was there's one a, of them. That was part. one of them. Yeah, who was the one who went to jail? Is it Don? Uh, it was, uh, he was in, son of a bitch, he was in, uh, he, was, he, was a, he was the Indian actor in the show. I can't remember uh, his name. Native American. Well, uh, from India. Uh, well, then, Guardian. Okay. Uh, he was the Guardian in the show. And now I'm going to look up his name because I because I really like this actor. He was in another really good movie that I loved. That actor's name, of course, Dev Patel, Dave Patel, The Green Knight, and Slumdog Millionaire. That's what I'm thinking of. He was. The, oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. Okay. I was, I was, I'm like, how do I know that name? Yeah. Slumdog Millionaire, 2007. Yeah. Somebody will check on. Oh eight, Best Picture, bad. Uh, it was bad movie. No, it just shouldn't have been Best Picture. What should have been? 2008 would have been. Uh, what year? What else would have been? Gonna, now we're going to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it strong because it won Best Picture. And I want to know what else should have won. Delay tactic. Uh, Academy Awards in 2009. What else was nominated? In the future, you'll know delay tactic.
What was uh, winners and nominees? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Best picture nominees were Slumdog Millionaire. So I said no there. Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Fuck no. Wow. Frost Nixon. Fuck no. Wow. Milk, fuck no. Reader. Okay, this is just bad nominees. Wow. So best of the nominees. I guess. Okay. But there's no way it was the best. 2007, 2008 films taking a beating on. That been Dark Knight year. That uh, should have got nominated. There it is. Check out that post I just made on the fan pin. Looks like the teams are pushing for legal gambling and getting signatures at winter warm-up this weekend. That's from Max Bittle. I saw the article in the Post-Dispatch this morning. I, I, I want legal gambling in Missouri so badly. I actually think I will make money, and I know that's such a square thing to say, but I really do. If I can, you know, I, and I know how I am. I don't just bet just to bet. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I just I feel like it's... Oil cried wolf at this point with this stuff. Tim, curious on your thoughts on this. All the Cardinals offseason bullpen acquisitions have connections to Heim Bloom from the Rule 5 guy, the O'Neill trade, Kittred from Tampa. Coincidence? I would say absolutely not. That's, it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, I had my own bachelor party, but the wedding never happened. That's from FedEx Colton. Finna be snowing in Scottsdale in February. That's from Mrs. Janie Shanahan. You doing horse, bro? No. You ever seen horse? Yes. Okay. Always weirds me out when Doug says he didn't see horse or weed at the Sigma New House in the 70s. Yeah, that's... that's like, the weed thing surprises me more. Yeah, that's shocking to me. Um, but I, I don't think he's lying either. No. Uh, let's see. You guys talk about DraftKings and FanDuel along with Missouri Pro teams. So that's the same thing as Max Biddle. Prodjo was the best producer in TMA history. Note that he ever wore a shawl. Oh, it's your it's it's Ragnar Daniskald again. Oh, okay. Well, he has an agenda, and that's cool. I love Prodjo. He, he has a shawl agenda. Well, he's just I guess he doesn't like me. That's cool. Uh, I love Prodjo. I think he's more busting balls. That's I fine. can tell when somebody do, really doesn't like somebody. It's like people. Are like, Why do you read the Iggy text? Because mo like ninety nine percent of them, it's like a roast. Yeah. If I if when there are ones where I'm like oh like we had the guy today where I'm like oh I forgot about this guy he probably needs to. The one that's like insistent that I'm only reading texts from my friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't I read like a hundred plus names? Yeah. And you think I'm just like, I mean, I know it's like spending time on a one off. Anyway, uh, shots fired at Stedman. I don't know what the shot was. It's from Mrs. Janie Shanahan. Hello, gentlemen. That's from Rick. Is it Rick Homeyer? Let's go, Homeyer. Okay. Uh, he was a board op and was the best in show history. That's from Ragnar. That I think, I don't think anybody would dispute. Right. I don't know how Stedman did what Stedman did. Uh, hey, Albie the Simp, nice pompadour Fonzie. That's from Short King Strode. <laughs> Jackson just shot him. <laughs> uh, let's see. Anything of note? Uh, did you think wearing the hat all the time contribute your hair loss? No, I started losing my hair well before then. I don't think so anyway. There's that tension thing, but that's more for hairline stuff. When are you guys coming for BK and Ferrario? Why would we come for them? That's from Rick Homeyer. Did they say something? I don't, couldn't care less anyway if they did, <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. We're not. Yeah. Uh, total non sequitur. Iggy fascinates the hell out of me. I love him, and I'm so confused by his thought process. That's from Brad. Uh, a lot of people uh, feel the same way, Brad. People are enamored with Ken Strode. Facebook memories are the worst. Eric Nickens. Uh, the stupid shit I said, not realizing my aunt and grandma could see it. And then uh, Beer Cats, I check my Facebook memories every day to delete anything that I said 10 years ago that will now get me canceled. I, of course, screenshot them and send them to friends and get another laugh, but they are removed. Wears a shawl, cares about sunset football games, and is in a movie snob. Stock falling, that's from Beer Cats. And as you know, Jackson, he won the Milagro Tequila. And you might have voted for him in the Papal Conclave. I love Beer Cats. So you will not... Whatever. You're go- you're, listen, you're going to Memphis to watch two NBA games... 
three-day weekend, you're in a good place. There's nothing these people can say to you yeah. that's going to break you down. Yeah. No, no. I'm more concerned about the nominees for the 2008 Best Picture. Holy <laughs> shit, that's terrible. It does sound like a it was awful. rather subpar year. Awful. awful. The Wrestler also came out the year. That movie's not great. That yeah. movie what? That movie's not great. I didn't like that one. Revolutionary Road. Ugh. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that in the movie theater. Going Ooh, on. Tropic Thunder, but that would never, ever, ever win. Yeah, this is it's a terrible year. Jackson's got to go, which means I got to go, and it's time to shut it down. Uh, but the QFTA streak continues. Uh, what will this be, Tile? This guy's a shawl guy? Uh, I got, I the shawl about, agenda? I was thinking of regrets I've had a few. Uh, I feel like we've done that. The Desert Death March. I liked, uh, I liked that title. Uh, that, that'd be bad. What about the Missouri Athletic Club and the hat? I feel yeah. like that's the focal point. <laughs> no, I'm not taking my hat off. <laughs> <laughs> Missouri, like it'll start getting passed around MAC guys, many of whom I know, and they'll be like, what the hell's going on? I go, I don't know. It's 21 years ago, but still I feel like I should be held accountable for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Carl Pelker says, have a good weekend, Jackson. Hey, thanks, Carl. There you go. So yeah, the people are. Uh, Jackson, I do want you to have a good weekend. You're spending time Thanks, with your brother, two NBA games. You'll be in your happy place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, all right, uh, we will shut it down. Thank you to Longo Big Studio Sponsor online at longobigs.com. Thank you to the great Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganass, Ryan Seiberg at Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Munganass Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. Thank you to uh, Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling with the temperatures coming in. Make sure, and I mean make sure, if you run into issues with your furnace, you go to designairservice.com and work with Seth, the official HVAC provider of the Tim McKernan Show. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Well Strategies, online at evergreenstl.com. And James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency for Jackson Burkett. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show from the Longo Big Studios on the Inside STL Podcast Network.